This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number five of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Man, and as usual, I am hyped to talk about sports. To all our new listeners, welcome. Welcome to the show. Of course, you're listening, so you found me somewhere. So if you haven't subscribed, just subscribe so you can get these updates, so you can listen to you know all the sports opinions and everything that goes on in the sports world. In today's episode, uh, it's an interview format where I spoke to someone that I have known for at least three to four years. Um, she prides herself in the area of baseball, and we find it quite quite appropriate that now that the baseball season's over, we can go reflect on the the MVPs of the season. That's all the things we talked about: uh, MVPs of the season, the pitchers who deserve the Cy Young. Uh, we talked about Adrian Beltre, David Wright. Uh, we we talk again baseball in general, and I feel like you guys would you benefit from her insight. Because uh, this is something that she has covered most of her life. Uh, she, she writes for uh, a prestigious uh, website online. And uh, without any further ado, I just hope you guys enjoy the interview. And uh, I'll see you afterwards. Alright guys, so today we have somebody that uh, I've known for a while now. And uh, somebody that I think you guys will be very interested in hearing about what we're going to talk about today. So this person, uh, she's a sports writer for BSO, Black Sports Online. Uh, if you guys haven't visited our website, I would recommend you f- for you guys to do so. Um, it's very entertaining. You get a lot of information, especially about sports, about you know everything that's going on in the world. Um, she also does social media for DAZNUSA. So if you guys don't know about that, that's a live streaming sports platform um it's fairly new to me and of course i think this person will explain it more to us later and uh one of her biggest achievements that i know of she's a platano fan if you guys (laughs) don't know what platano is platano is plantains in english and uh i'll let her explain that to you guys as well so welcome to the podcast erica and as erica with a k right it sure is Erica with the K. It's my signature. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So many times I know people tend to butcher other people's names and they don't get it. And I think Erica is one of those names, right? Because most people spell it with a C. Yeah, it's so irritating because I, I'd be like, all right, it's in my signature. It's on the socials. And I'm like, all right, how is it still getting spelled Erica with the C? I don't understand, but whatever. <laughs> It's time for man, me to be maybe be passive aggressive. <laughs> man, you know, sometimes it goes like that. But once again, welcome Erica um to to the podcast. I'm happy that you, you know, put some time away for us to talk about this. But listeners, you guys know why she's here, right? Because she to me is a baseball expert. Every time Aww, I go on her Twitter account, you. she's always talking about baseball. She's always, you know, tweeting about baseball, and that's important. And why I find this important is because as you guys know, the baseball season just ended yes, as of this did. recording and uh the playoffs is about to start right erica so i know Absolutely you're excited is. to talk about this i sure and, am uh, it's it's one of my favorite topics to talk about i think though 
but as a member of the media, it's been tough to actually get to cover a game. That's something that I wanted to definitely talk mm -hmm. about is I have not been able to cover a single baseball game in my obviously still pretty young career. So that's probably my newest beef with mm -hmm. the league. <laughs> but I'll be over uh, it. I'll what? get it right. <laughs> and how, how is it? I, I don't understand. Like, how how is it that you're writing for BSO, one of the, right now, one of the most popular websites online, in my estimation, yeah. and you're not able to cover a game? Why is that? I think, in my opinion, the league is very much too conservative and way too old school. Mm -hmm. And they keep trying to shorten out the game. And they think that's a solution to bring fans. But the NBA has, hasn't shortened out their, their game at all. They haven't tweaked anything about the actual game. And if you notice, right. I, the NBA is the most popular league, in my opinion, across the board. Like People right. are actually tuning in for Summer League. And I think that whatever nba is doing is what nba what i'm sorry whatever nba is doing is what the mlb needs to do because demographic wise like how is the how is it possible that you and i were were baseball fans and yet we're mm -hmm. not even represented in the average baseball fan i think it went up to either 57 or 52 years old is an average is um the average baseball fan is a 57 year old white male mm -hmm. i'm like that doesn't even right. represent you or me so Going right. back I to mean, answering your question, I think they just, I don't think they're ready for younger digital media to really take over and be able to bring a different side of sports, which sucks. Right. And, you know, I, I understand your pain. You know, for me, I, I newly into podcasts, even though I've been, you know, listening to podcasts a lot. I've, one of my biggest dreams was always to want to report about sports because I'm always talking about sports. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the sport, baseball, basketball, football, it doesn't matter. and you're right. Now that we're in the age of digital media, everything's come so fast. I feel like a lot of the 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 sports media are, like you said, they they kind of a little bit stuck in the old school where they want to do it in a timely manner, and it's not where you give the younger crowds an opportunity. But you know, that's something interesting that you know that's maybe something we can talk about later in another time. But um, I I appreciate that insight from you. You know what? I want to segue into uh what we came here to really do is talk about baseball today. Right. Yes. And um, I saw something to me that was really important is that for the first time in a long time, I've been watching baseball. I have not seen a playoff that hasn't been set until the last day. And if we talk about the national league, right, mm -hmm. we have the Cubs, the Brewers, the Rockies and the Dodgers, right? As yeah. of right now, as we're recording this, the Cubs are playing the Brewers, and later on, the Rockies are going to play the Dodgers, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. how crazy, crazy this is, okay? The winner of the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers, they're going to play the wildcard winner. And then whoever wins the West Championship, which is the Rockies and the Dodgers, they will have mm -hmm. home field advantage versus the Atlanta Braves. To me, that just blow my mind because I'm just like, okay, I just need to check the schedule to see. Who's going, to, who's going to play who. But right now, we have to worry about two other games to see who wins and then who loses and to plays the other. What's your opinion about this whole wild card and how it's set up? Personally, I really like it. I think it's so uh -huh. cool. It brings it down to the one final game. But I get that people are so annoyed because it's like, why is there a point to watch a tiebreaker? It should be whoever did more should get the division, you know? I think right. that I understand the sentiment by people saying that it's hurting the MLB brand 
and risking injury. But I think that, I think it just brings more excitement and it's probably something different to give fans of fans to look forward something to, but it'll also suck because it's like, it's a one and done situation. So one of them has to go home. That's basically it. Yep. I mean, it's, I guess this is one of the reasons if I, if I mentioned the NFL, Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the reasons I believe it's to me, like you say, you think that the NBA is the, the biggest sport. I think the NFL, in a sense, in terms of okay. viewership and expectations. Why do I say that? It's because of this one and done type of business. You know, the playoffs yeah. is not a long haul. You just play one game and whoever shows up that day wins. But for Basically. me, for baseball, I feel like they need to, even though the season is long, I still feel like you need to allow over time for the best team to win, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you play one game, you can have, your pitcher can have a bad day and we know. In baseball, if your pitching is off, you're not going to win anything, you know? And, exactly. Um, I feel like in a wild card game, your pitching can be off. You can score a bunch of runs, and your pitcher allows a bunch of runs to be scored, and you lose. So I feel like it needs to even out over time, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, I completely uh, agree. But I, I understand why they tried to do the wild card, like you said. It's, it's very entertaining, and people will want to see that, obviously. But I also want to talk about the, the American League. You know, as the NL, even though it's a bit complicated, um, the, the AL is already, it's already set up properly. We know the Yankees are going to host the A's in yes. the wildcard game on Wednesday. And we know that the winner of that game is going to play the Red Sox. Who do you prefer to see in that uh, series? Do you want to see the well, A's or do you want to see the, the Yankees versus the Red Sox? Honestly, I'm... I'm not a Yankee fan, so okay. My, but I do like the athletics. I feel like they're lovable losers, and it's such a terrible sentence to say, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. But also, I'm a hometown girl. You know, I'm gonna go for the root. I'm gonna root for the home team. So if it's up to if it's up to if the Yankees end up pulling off that win, I'm definitely gonna be rooting for the Yankees to win. But I don't know mm-hmm. if they can beat the Red Sox in the next round. That's my next concern. But if the Athletics win, I'm all for it as well. Got you, got you. And we have mm-hmm. also, you know, the the Indians are playing the Houston Astros. I mean, we already saw that the Astros won the World Series last year, and they were, man, they were yep. a machine. <laughs> so I actually how do, who do you expect coming them. out of that series? I actually don't want them to win the at all again. I feel like they got super cocky, very arrogant. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. <laughs> But I hope that the Indians win. I have a soft spot for teams that have always like sucked, which is probably why I'm a big Mets fan. So I, I really you. hope it would be great to see the Indians win and dethrone the Astros, who have been extra annoying all season. In my opinion, of course, my opinion. <laughs> that, that's very interesting. You you mentioned you mentioned just now that you're a home, you know, hometown girl. So yeah. you know, just tell everyone where you're from. Of course. Well, I am a proud New Yorker, born and raised in the city, and it's been it's basic. The city is basically a melting pot, so you'll find a little bit of everything mixed in one, and you'll have people guessing as to what your background is, which is a lot of fun. Keep right. them guessing. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh that's quite interesting as well because I I personally, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was born in Colombia, South America, and my parents. We we used to live in the Caribbean, and my parents moved to the U.S. Like really? recently, like oh wow. yes, and I was already there, so I understand completely. I I live in New Jersey, but I'm always in New York because of work and other stuff that I do there. Of course, but it's quite it's quite interesting that you know you hop on the subway, 
you know, you hop on the train and you meet some of the craziest, most interesting people. And I, I actually love that because that's, that's the way I grew up, you know, in this melting pot uh-huh. and, and it's quite interesting. But speaking of that, this is something that I've always wanted to ask you or any person that lives in New York, because I don't live there. You, you yeah. mentioned that you're a Mets, you're a Mets fan. How do you really feel about the Yankees? Tell me about that. I don't like Yankee fans. <laughs> I can't stand Yankee <laughs> fans. They're so there exhausting. Must be a oh, it's like it, it's too much know it all. It's so annoying. All oh, twenty seven rings. All right, you guys weren't even around for a good twenty of them. Shut up. It doesn't matter. But it's so <laughs> it, it's been growing up. Obviously, I'm a Mets fan, so I've heard the worst of it and the best of it. Mm-hmm. So it's been very very irritable for sure, so to speak. Right. Um, I, me too. But, right. Yeah. No, go ahead. I feel, I also feel that, uh, you know, like I said, not growing up in New York, you know, just moving there, living in my adult life. Mm-hmm. I always felt like, yes, it's something about the Yankee fans that bothers me. Yeah, sure. Cause I'm a Laker fan. So I'm always bringing up, Oh, we have 15, 16 championships, but we haven't won <laughs> any in the last couple of years. So it's kind of like, I understand your frustration, but you know, growing up a Mets fan, wh- where, where did that come from? Did your, your mom, your dad? No, for sure. It definitely came from my older brother, who is a big Mets fan. And Mm -hmm. he's been, I feel like, well, actually, he got lucky because he is, he's pushing 40. So he got to see them win in 1986. Oh, that's, that's, I did it. That's nice. Yeah. So, that is is nice. Yeah. So at least he got to see them win in his lifetime, but I definitely have not. And I've seen more heartbreak and if anything. But, um, it's been, it's been really exciting. Like over the weekend, like I, I live near city field, so I had to go uh-huh. through traffic. I had to go through traffic for the David Wright, for David Wright's final game. And I was like, oh my God, it's five o'clock and there's so much traffic. Oh, that's right. It's David Wright's final game. There's never been that much traffic at city field all year round. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again. Uh, we both, you know, we go in and out of New York, so we know how to traffic it. Even not on game days, there's always traffic in New York. So, yeah, you know, there's something sure. we can't get away from. And, no, you know, you mentioned ever. David Wright. You mentioned David Wright. And, you know, over the weekend, we, we saw a few, to, at, at least to me, two big names. Obviously, David Wright and Adrian Beltre. You know, Adrian Beltre, to me, was just an amazing player. What What is your opinion about him? You know, what do you oh, think I, about him? What do you remember most about him? Oh, I love him. He's hilarious. I love his antics on the field. I feel like we're never going to see a player like that ever again. But I don't know. I don't think that... I don't know if he's retiring per se. I feel like he's still leaving it up mm-hmm. to a mystery. You know? But you yeah, never... Yeah, that's, that's how I also feel. Yeah. You never really know if this was his... Like, do you think this was his final game? You know, I, I I saw some of the highlights and I tried to watch the game again. And it seemed to me like the the Mariners fans, they say, okay, well, you know, he played for us five years. I think this might be the last game. I don't you know. You think so? Because maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. But I'll tell you one reason. I'll give you one reason why I don't think so. Okay. I, I'm leaning 80% yes, but the 20% is this. He has 477 home runs as of right now. Okay? Yeah. And he's to get to me to be in that 500 club. 
matters. But I don't That's know if true. Adrian is that type of guy. I don't know if he's that type of guy. So, but personally, if I was me, I would come back and get me those twenty-three home runs. Then I retire. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's and what I would still, do. He's still pretty young. I forget his age. Let me see. He's what seventy-nine. So he's pushing forty. I saw he mm-hmm. was born in seventy-nine. I just did a quick Google search. So he's obviously pushing forty next year. He would be forty. So I still think he has some juice left in him. I don't think he's. You know when we see players that are on a quote unquote decline, like I don't think he's been on that, and it sucks that he hasn't won a championship. Like he, to me, he's he's such a great. I remember there was a point in time where the Mets were trying to get him for to be the third baseman. I'm just like, oh my god, that would be so cool. It would be so great mm-hmm. to have another player, but obviously never happened. But that was something right. that was great. And, and- yeah, I think I think Adrian for me at least, you know, I think Adrian, like you said, his antics to me was it was funny all the time. I always want to watch the game because I want to see what he's going to do. Like obviously, this last game he played, I think um, there was a man on first and second. I don't remember what inning it was, and mm-hmm. the hitter hit the ball right at him, and he was literally just standing in front of the third base because the second the guy on second base had to run to third base and it was the second out, so he was just standing there and he pointed at the guy and said, "Hey, just come here because you're out anyway." And to me, it was fun because we don't see players like that anymore. You know, we don't see them, you know, show their emotions. It's always business, business. I just got to come here, pitch, bat, and don't show no emotions to the fans or their teammates. And I think Adrian did that over his career very well. He was able to show his humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and I like that very much about him. I love exactly. it. It's true. I and, think it's it shows so much, so, so much grit, so much grout. Like, I, I love it. It's it's such an emotional game, and I love the fact that our people were paying attention. I feel like a lot more this season than ever before. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah, I mean, they have because there's a lot of storylines. Again, like we talked about earlier, um, that, that's something I will want to touch on. Again, look at the NL race. I mean, most of the time, most years, we see it. We know, okay, this team is going to win their division. This team is going to play in the, in, the, yeah. in the wild card. We already know. But now, you know, everything's close. I mean, this is the first time, my last episode, I talked about a stat about the teams that won 100 games and how many of them won the World Series. And there was a stat that showed, at least from when I was born in 1985, there were mm-hmm. like 35 teams that won 100 games and only five of them won the World Series. And this year alone, there's been mm-hmm. at least five or six teams that come close to 100 wins. And that to me is amazing. Oh, wow. Because we've never seen that. No, we definitely we've haven't never seen that seen at that. all. Yeah, and to me, that's, that's like you said, it's very interesting for us to, you know, as sports fans, baseball fans, to watch this and be entertained by it. And, you know, speaking of entertainment, mm-hmm. your guy, David Wright, you're a Mets fan. So I tell am. me about David Wright. How do you feel about him? Honestly, I understand what he's going through because I have the exact same issue in my neck. I was unfortunately hit by a car in 2012 while crossing the street. Wow, okay. Yeah, so... When people, it's so easy for us to complain, like, oh, my God, why doesn't he just get the the surgery? Oh, my God, why don't you just go through the rehab? It's just so easy. It's not as easy as it looks. Like, when it rains, we feel it. When it's cold, Mm -hmm. it's the worst. Even when it's a humid, hot day in New York, obviously, you're in Jersey, so you know, we're in the tri-state area. We all feel the same heat. So it's it's unbearable pain, and to play 162 games with what he's dealing with. I think that he's just going to come back as a coach. I think that he has so much good coaching abilities, which would be so great to see him on the team. 
He's still to me the face. Yeah, to me he's still the face of the franchise, and would be so great to see him coach like third base. I think that even he could go on to be the the GM for our team. In my opinion, I think that he has it in him. That's you know that that would be something wonderful because to me you know obviously why was excited to have you on as well was to to see your passion as a Mets fan. You know I'm I'm personally a Chicago Cubs fan, so I kind of Mm -hmm. understand the misery. The, it, yeah, we have exactly. been in misery for a long time until we won in 2016. But yep. I always I always feel like having a player be a hometown guy who wants to stay there and play for my team, whether they're good or bad, it always has a place in my heart, you know? And mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, Sammy Sosa was that guy for me because he came from, from the DR and, you know, he's been there his whole career almost. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's amazing for me to see that. So I just want to you know, have your opinion about what did David Wright mean to you as a Mets fan? What did he do for you? Um, I think he meant to me like a lot of belief, like, you know, it, it was obviously played out to a certain extent, like you got to believe the amazings, but he really went out every single game and gave it his all. Even if he wasn't hitting the home runs that fans were expecting and even me to a certain extent, but he was exceeding expectations when we didn't even think that we had a chance. Like 2006 season mm. was still something I still think about all the time. And that I think, I think 2006, I'm still more upset about <laughs> rather than anything <laughs> Why else. Why is that? Uh, because it was, oh, it was terrible. Like we could have won, but whatever. But 2015, it's like, wow, like, you know, we actually made it to the World Series. But David Wright to me really meant like, you really got to believe. And I think that he really carried that slogan way much more than words alone. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I really appreciate that, you know, that insight because you, you mentioned the word belief and to me, belief yeah. is something that a lot of us lack. You know, if, if we, if we step away from sports from a bit, we talk about life. Sometimes we, we tend to want to do something in our life and we kind of, we kind of have doubts. So we don't go ahead and do it. You know, it's like, you know, Couples want to buy a house, you know, you want to go pursue a degree. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have that belief, you're not going to do it. And I feel like that's what David Wright did. You mentioned it. He gave fans a belief that, you know, every season we have a chance. Every season, something good is going to happen. And I feel like a lot of us need that. And uh, that, for me personally, I feel like David Wright did that well. Very well. No, he definitely did. And he was inspirational and it sucked. I mean, it was so sweet to see his daughter do the first pitch. I'm here like, oh, I'm going to miss you. But it's, I think it's time mm-hmm. to call it quits. Like you're, you know, your body best. It's best to walk away from something before you end up injured. And we're only going to get older from here on out. So do we want to survive the next few years? Absolutely. You have to be smart about it. But right. I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I honestly don't doubt him coming back as a coach in my opinion. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, I, this is this is so fun right now, and it's uh, you know, amazing to you know have you on and for you to give the listeners this type of insight. Being a you know a hardcore fan of the Mets and of baseball in general, oh, because for sure. I, also sometimes I feel like people misunderstand baseball because I was the type of yes. guy because I watch every sport and I feel like baseball mm-hmm. is like ah, do I really have to sit nine innings and watch guys mm-hmm. just standing around? But people forget. Baseball is hard. <laughs> it's very hard it sport. It is. Like you it's it's a very visual sport. Like if you if you are not paying attention, you're screwed. Like with NBA, you're going back and forth on a court. 
for two hours. Mm-hmm. For NFL, you're after the ball. I mean, obviously, every game, every sport, you're after the ball. But baseball, you literally have to be focused. Like, it's all about good vision. Because if you miss that fastball at 90 miles per hour, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break your kneecaps if you don't watch out for yeah, it. But- you know, so Pretty when much, people you know. say that they get bored, they can only watch it at while well, at a game. I just like I don't understand how you find that boring, but you don't find soccer boring, or how you can't find football boring. Or I feel like you can find boring and everything, but it's just right. so ridiculous to hear that sentiment day in and day out. <laughs> well, that's you know that's interesting. Now, um, I want to segue into something that uh, I think again. It's very debatable this season. In okay. every sport, there's an MVP award. It's the MVP award every mm-hmm. season. And this year, this is quite interesting. Because for me, for the first time, I think we have a chance to see in a long time a pitcher actually win the Cy Young and the MVP. Mm-hmm. And that guy is your guy on your team, Jacob DeGrom. Yes. Okay. I haven't watched, I haven't watched every game, obviously, this season. But I think one statistic that, you know, I, and I want to get your insight from this. One statistic that is very misleading is the win lo- win loss record. Because right now he's standing at 10 wins and nine losses. And I've seen a stat that says the Mets have had like one point, one run losses, maybe like 20 games or something like that. Yes. So you can, if they won half of those games, you have 20 wins. What do you think about that? I thought that it was a hilarious stat. When I was reading about it, I'm like, wow, if those 20 games, the Mets had scored two or three more games, he definitely would be leading in wins as well. I think in order to win the Cy Young, I get that the whole, the whole, um, uh, topic with Matt Scherzer, I forget, I can't pronounce his last name. Max. Yeah, Matt Scherzer, Scherzer, I Scherzer think. Scherzer something, Scherzer. I can't pronounce it. Uh-huh. Unless I hear it, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's how you say his last name. Perfect. But Max, him. <laughs> I I get the sentiment that because he has more wins, he should win it. But I feel like this is a game based on ERA. Obviously, his is one point something, which is super low. If he doesn't get the Cy Young, this is such it's such a slap to the face to such a great season that he's had. And not to take away from Max at all, but come on, it's this is this is obviously where he should go. I understand you. I mean, to me, to me, in my personal opinion, Jacob is going to win that mm-hmm. Cy Young. By I hope mile. so. Because, you know, his his ERA is 1.70. You know, that's the best ERA since Pedro Martinez in 2001. Like, people people don't do their homework, and they forget. Oh, they say, oh, yeah, he has a, a win-loss record that's not that great. But a win-loss for a pitcher is based on how many run supports he gets. It's not how mm-hmm. he pitches. Because look, look at, uh, look at uh, let's see. Uh, the Dodgers. We look at the Dodgers. Uh-huh. Clayton Kershaw, it's, to me, the best pitcher of this generation by far. And a lot of games that the Dodgers have lost is not because of him. It's because they didn't give him run support. And that's how, that's how pitchers are. I don't base them just on win-loss record, but the consistency that they have. And this year, Jacob has been very consistent with a 1.7 ERA, like I said. And mm-hmm. I think he's going to win Cy Young. Of course, you think he's going to win it, obviously. Now, I hope so. If we look at, of course, and let's see at the the AL Cy Young. The AL Cy Young, I think Blake Snell is going to win it. He plays for the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. What do you think? I definitely agree with you because it's. I think it's an easy. I think that 
damn, I'm trying to put the perfect words, but it's the obvious choice. That's my point. Right, there you go. Yeah, and and that's how sometimes sometimes it comes down to that. It's just the obvious choice. And him as well, for the listeners to know, if you guys are wondering why is he the obvious choice, well, he pitched, mind you, yes, he pitched less than 200 innings. And for a lot of people, when you pitch less than 200 innings, you're not quote-unquote an ace. But not everybody can have a 1.89 ERA for an entire season. So that's pretty obvious. <laughs> he's going to win that. You know, I agree. Definitely very and obvious go. he's going to agree. Mm-hmm. And, and then we move on to the, you know, the actual MVP voting. And I'll tell you this, something that annoys me, I don't know if it annoys uh-huh. you, Eric, but people, writers, voters tend to vote because they just get tired of voting for the same person. And it annoys me in any sport. And I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, Mike Trout should win the MVP again. I no, know Mike Trout no. has been... <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. E- explain to me why the front runner right now, Mookie Betts, need to win that award. I would love to see Mookie Betts win that award instead. I think Mookie has been busting his butt since last year. And when he came onto the scene, he was very much a new player. Oh, my God, who is he? It's, he was very much a mystery. But I think now he's built himself into a household name that Red Sox fans, like if he's walking down the street, people will recognize who he is. and. He's worked so right. hard for this award. I think that he truly deserves it. And I used to be a Red Sox fan back in my back in my high school years. And these days, I'm no longer mm-hmm. a fan. I can't stand the fan fanship too much. But I think it's right. so. I think he really deserves it. He's worked too hard to not get that award. Yeah, of course, you know. And mm-hmm. again, for the listeners, you know, again, if you haven't been paying attention the entire season, Mookie Betts to me. Even though I would like Mike Trout to win just because I'm tired of the whole, oh, we voted for him too much. No, if he, if he did enough to win it, you give it to him, period. You know, it's, it's same to me like the NBA. They did the same to Michael. Oh, let's just give it to Charles in 93 because we're tired of voting for Michael. No, <laughs> Michael was the best player. My point being is Mookie Betts was on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He won the most games this season. The Red Sox won the most games this season. And to me, we're going to get to this, but I think they're going to win the World Series. That's just what I think. And he should be you awarded MVP. Okay. I think they're going to win. Who do okay. you think is going to win the World Series? Honestly, it's for me, it's tough. I don't like when teams repeat. So I definitely don't want Houston to win. That's for sure. Uh, but uh-huh. um, I'm an NL girl. So I think that I wouldn't mind the Cubs or the Brewers winning. Even the Rockies. I definitely don't want the Dodgers to win. No offense. I'm still well, a go. Mets fan at heart. <laughs> so absolutely not. I, hear you. I, hear you. I don't want of course, as a Cub fan. to win. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather As a Cub fan, of course. Yeah. Cubs, Brewers, by all means, Rockies, I'm cool with them. The Rockies haven't won in I think since two thousand seven was the last time they won or something like that. I forget. But Yeah, I be... can't remember on the top yeah. of my head right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, but for NL, that's my two choices. I would say first I don't definitely don't want Atlanta to win. No offense, I no. They're they're my they're my <laughs> division rival. No, thank you. But I would say the Cubs have a better chance over the Brewers, in my opinion, and then the Rockies mm-hmm. would be like right number three. But I think that you know the based off today's games, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously they're just playing for a division to clinch a division. But who do you have winning for the AL? I mean, I'm sorry for the NL. 
the NL, I think, you know, again, you know, we're over here just having a conversation and I'm sure the listeners are wondering, well, wait, you guys are supposed to be neutral. But yes, we're fans too, guys. So as a fan, I would say my Cubs are going to win. But if I'm being realistic, our pitching has not been consistent for mm-hmm. the entire season. Yeah. And we've had a lot of slumps as well in, in our lineup. And I think, I think we do have that gear where we can switch over mm-hmm. into the playoff because we have done so the past couple of years. But I think honestly, from a neutral standpoint, I believe, I believe the Brewers are hot right now. They're very hot. Their pitching is amazing, amazing. Their bullpen's amazing. And of course, the, the guy I think is going to win the MVP, uh, Christian Yelich. Oh my goodness. He's, he's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like if the Brewers catch fire, like mm-hmm. this game moving forward, I believe they might win the NL, I think. But again, yeah. baseball, you never know. You never know. No, you really never know. And then they came truly out of nowhere to do that. So it was very much shocking to do so. I was very excited to see right. that. Uh, yeah, me too. So, you know, guys, you know, as of this recording, you know, the the, the Cubs and the Brewers are playing a game right now to decide the division. And so, so are the Rockies and the Dodgers. So mm-hmm. by the time you hear this, you're already going to know the results. Exactly. But, um. I want to talk about also the NL voting. I talked about, I said that I think Jacob deGrom is in there, Christian Yelich, and Javi Baez. For me, those guys, any of those three guys deserve it, but I personally would put Yelich first. Yes. Because like you said, the Brewers came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they really did. He, right now, actually, after this game today, he might actually win the Triple Crown. Mm. If you win the Triple Crown to me, you should win the MVP, period. That's <laughs> it true. It doesn't matter. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think honestly, the fact that he's really keeping these hopes alive, one, the fact that there's really a game 163 going on, it's just adding more to his future legacy. Like when he's, this name is going to become a household name that we've needed in baseball for a long time. I feel like we already lost all of our generational players, but mm-hmm. I think it's, I think he really could win the triple crown. I totally agree with you. Yeah, he's he's amazing, man. Like I, he's again, such I a young watched, guy he, too. I think he's, I think he's what I think he's pushing thirty, if I'm not mistaken. Let me do a quick Google search. Yeah, he's born in '91, so he's going to be 27 this year. So he's literally 27, pe- right? Yeah, he's peaking his career. I think it's, I think it's something they could totally go for. And I hope that the Brewers yeah, exactly. win. No offense, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there goes he, Eric. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> no, but it's okay. That's hey. That's that's how it is, and that's one of the reasons why. Even though I'm not as invested as I am in the other sports, baseball yeah. has its own niche. Mm-hmm. Brings me back every year. It brings me back because there's always a different guy every season that blows your mind. You know. Um, exactly. And one quick thing, I think for myself as a Cub fan, I would want to see Javi Baez win. But as a neutral, I would say this. He's doing something that we have seen before. He's already, you know, he, he put up, what, 30 home runs, 110 RBIs. His mm-hmm. teammate did that last year. Yeah. And Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. And for that matter, a lot of people forget that Barry Bonds used to do this on a regular for yeah. his entire career. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I think Yelich is above him because, again, we mentioned the fact that he... He's already bringing a team that we didn't see coming. And on top mm-hmm. of that, his numbers are amazing. And he's about to win the Triple Crown. So, No, that's they just really my are opinion. amazing. I think it's they, it was a matter of time before the Brewers got better, in my opinion. They were always like, oh, we're facing the Brewers this week. And cool. No worries. Easy three wins. But 
they've been slowly in rebuild mode, fixing a lot of stuff, getting a lot more talent out there. So they really worked hard to bring stuff back in there. Yep. And and that's in the and that to me is gonna keep this playoffs very intriguing. But one last question, Erica. I don't remember if I asked you this in the beginning, but I'm gonna ask you this now. Okay. Who's gonna win the NL? You tell me quickly. Who's gonna win the NL? Honestly, I think the Cubs might win it. Okay. Who's gonna win the AL? Ugh, I don't even wanna say it, but I have the I think the Red Sox might win it. All right. So Erica has the Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs in a World Series. And if that happens, who do you think is going to win? I would definitely prefer Chicago to win every single day over that. I don't care. There's no way. There's too many Red Sox people in New York as it is. So it's like I'll have to see. We'll both have to see these jerseys for at least a couple of weeks. No, there's too much arrogance. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So Erica has the Cubs beating the Red Sox. What do you think that series is going to be? 4-2? Four three, four one. I think I think it could go seven games because it's they both have great hitting, great pitching, great coaching. Like it's there's no way that could that's not going to be a sweep at all. I think I could go seven games. All right, there you have it, guys. Erica Fernandez. She just <laughs> says seven games. This is what's going to happen. All right, but Erica, I, I'm so again, I'm so happy that you were able to take the time to same. You know, do this, Thank you for inviting me. No problem. We can do this any other time. Maybe hopefully for the World Series. Exactly. We can, we can do a World Series right. preview and talk about like how wrong we were or how right we were. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm happy we were able to sit down. This is amazing. You know, I appreciate it. And uh, of course. I hope I hope that uh you are very successful in your sports writing career at BSO. Thank and also, you. guys, you. if you wanna f- if you wanna follow Erica on Twitter. Um, her handle is curls and sports. All right. So there you go. Thank you, Erica. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, guys. Oh, man, that was amazing, guys. I know when I did the sit down with Erica, I gained a lot of insight from her. We bounced ideas off of each other. It was amazing. So I hope just the way I enjoyed it, that you guys enjoyed it as well. But before I let you go, if you haven't followed us on social media already on Statman Sports Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram, um, go ahead and do that. In the meantime, subscribe, review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to this podcast. And I greatly appreciate the support. Next week, we also have a different person that you guys will be very, very interested in listening to. So pay attention on social media so you can see that information. But as of right now, Statman signing out. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.